and welcome to the first episode of the Mad Axman podcast to hit your ears since May 2022. Yes, the whole summer has gone. It's now autumn. The leaves are falling from the trees. But yes, again, we're still here doing the same mix of nonsense, chat, painting, gaming, AGLG, wittering. And of course, Andy's quiz is back as well, for those of you who can remember that far ago. There's a couple of things that have happened over the summer as well in the real world, which we may just about mention too, but nothing too much of that. It is pretty much all about our latest experiments with contrast paints, as always. So sit back, enjoy the nonsense, and get ready for the first edition of Series 3 of the Mad Axman Podcast. This means war. My lord, we're back. Well, we're, we're sort of back. It's, hey! it's a miracle. It's um, or maybe it's maybe it's bad news. Um, not a lot's happened since May, has it? Really, is it? Um, anything happened in in the world at all that we missed? Possibly. Um, nothing, nothing exciting. Nothing exciting. Not entirely sure. But in the world of toy soldiers, um, we have a wonderful set of five people here. Um, you know, it's taken us since May, and we're now in September, which is like. May, only just in September July, August September so that's four months and um and even with four months warning four months gap since the last one we still managed to be two people short um I think Adam is is playing nurse or something like that and um Peter may be exposing his badger to the the willing population of Singapore in a work-based context as well which um shouldn't really be a reason not to dial in I imagine but possibly the time difference and um a, a bar known as um, Four Floors of Whores, I think, could possibly be a, a Singapore legend. Um, could could possibly be one of the. Is he not just on? Is he not just on the on the uh, celebration tour with his trophy? He could be trophies, isn't it? Trophies. Um, he could yeah. be. Maybe he's just taking them to um, Four Floors of Whores specifically mm. for to show them off, so to speak. Um, no, it's it's a um, near legendary night spot in Singapore that I've never been to, and um, uh, but we do have a a smaller but high quality podcast team of Simon, Andy, Tamsin and Dave um, and of course myself to try and see if we can vaguely remember what we've done over the intervening four months and um, I guess without further ado because we we can just about remember the usual format of these things the, the starting point is always what have you been painting since we last spoke but I think that's not possible to cover in a podcast that lasts less than three days so maybe we kind of tweak that to sort of say well what are the real highlights that that you've done and more pertinently what's actually on the painting table in front of you and I think Dave you're as usual painting as we speak I can see you looking through the magnifying glass I am is um which is reflecting disturbingly on the lower part of your face um you've got a bit of a um what was it the Simpsons a bit of Homer Simpson in reverse going on in there as as it's brightening you up so what are you what are you painting at the moment and are there any highlights that you can recall from the last last four months painting wise I'm actually physically painting nine years war grenadiers at this moment and i can quite honestly say that's that this will be almost the end of the grenade of the nine years war and it, it, that's a painting project that that's taken, the, taken nine, nine years yeah, it feels like it's taken that <laughs> it has taken the length no it's, it's it's taken a long time 
I've got a very patient person waiting for them. Okay. But it, it, I think I've, yeah, it's a, a meg army, which means it's enormous. Enormous. Yep. Enormous. Yep. Even Over. larger than a fog army. Right. Okay. It, it has taken a long time, but it's been quite fun. A lot. I've saved the good bit for last. So I'm painting things which I've never even dreamt of painting before. Yeah. So, so what, what is that? Sort of... go, what the hell do Eastern European grenadiers look like? Do they just have funny hats, or, um, or they have got they've got silly furry hats? And are they carrying grenades? Is that what? Are so they all hurling there grenades? Are some of them are carrying grenades. Yes. Right. They are specifically German type uh, grenadiers. So they're stick grenades then? No, 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 they've got the round ones with the fuse in the top. The classic, oh my God, it's a bomb. Oh classic God, cartoon a... bomb, yeah. Classic yeah, exactly. Because that's always um, slightly puzzled me about actual history stuff, because this isn't an era that I really know. So grenadiers, clearly some of them did. Were they like units who all had grenades, and that's just kind of what they did? They just all threw grenades, the whole lot of them, or did, or was it like well, some of them had they had muskets? They had muskets as well, but their their job was throwing grenades. I typically when you're assaulting assaulting fortifications. But how many people would be in like a unit, a, a dedicated grenadier unit? Would it be like, all right, there's a wall, chaps, let's call um, grenadiers. Early there. Day, oh, sorry, they're early, in France. Early or... days, it would be maybe a com it would be a small company within a battalion or regiment. Okay, so there'd be there'd be 30 odd blokes who are grenade throwing specialists. With silly hats. Yeah. With silly hats. And and if you're a grenade throwing specialist and you're wearing a really visible hat, and there's somebody else behind the barricade with a gun. Aren't, isn't that like sort of the wrong way to do it? Isn't there a flaw in that plan somewhere? Like I'm going to make myself really visible that I'm the bloke with a grenade that I'm going to try and throw this over there. Yeah, but Tim, just stay away. Just yeah. stay away. I might blow up. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think the idea was the grenadiers were sort of big and brave and looked scary. So yeah, you know, I think the idea was that your so I think, I, the big hats just increased the. The height. Yeah, I was going to say that the big hats like compensate for them making look scary by making them look silly, but no. So you'd be behind your barricade, and you'd see these big blokes with funny hats come up. To and you know again, my my science on this about the history isn't too great, but the idea that your ability to throw a grenade a distance, surely that distance is less far than someone can shoot you with a gun, even if gun technology is not massively you know advanced yeah but they i think the guns in those days you just set them off and hope they hit somebody which is why they which is why they all stood so close to each other to make it possible to hit them each other. right okay otherwise it would have been unsporting when so they started spreading out a, sort of cheating so having, a, so having a big silly hat on okay really make you a bigger target because right you just couldn't hit anything barn door anyway exactly and, and like when you did shoot you had to point at the ground because the recoil you shot your gun went up in the air. So, so why not give like everyone in your army a grenade, and then I you can throw it. I think back then it was very much a, still a new technology. So, okay, the idea it's inherently of dangerous. Yeah, inherently uh, dangerous, and most of the pe I mean, most of, most of the soldiers in an army were not the not really the, the bravest. Right. Okay. So, not really physically 
Okay, got you. So, so basically, you pick out the people. They need actually... to be quite strong to throw them. I think they'd weigh about a kilo each. Bloody hell! Yeah, it's like the, it's like throwing steel. a bag of sugar or two bags yeah. of sugar, whatever it is, of people. Yeah. That's like well, kilo, yeah. kilo is a bag of sugar. Yeah, I suppose it is. So, um, so you've got so you've got the people who actually should be in the army because they're big and strong and can throw things, and they've got to be good at cricket. Um, yeah. And then you give them a silly hat. And that's like one in 10 or something of the army and you keep them all together. And every time you come to people behind a wall, you go, right, lads, let's get the cricket team out. Um, yeah. But instead of wearing whites, um, they're wearing silly hats. They go throw grenades over the wall and everybody goes, right, that's that's work then. OK. And uh, and then that didn't last. Did they, How long did this last as a dedicated bit of military structure? With no, just, or did, oh, did they, did well, they just, Easily 100 years, well, because if you look at the... Um, um, most horse and musket era uh, regiments yeah. had grenadiers in them. And this, by this stage, they weren't necessarily lobbing grenades, but they were meant to be the shock troops, the okay. know, so dangerous to give it to the grenadiers, you know. Right, I see. So at some point, it morphed from, you're the only big blokes who can throw this bag of sugar, to actually having all the big blokes together doing something dangerous is probably a clever idea. And that. So how long did they last just being specialists at throwing grenades? Uh, Less than 100 years until I middle of the middle 18th century. Okay, all right. So, so before everything sort of got sensible, then really, when it was still almost like crap renaissance. Yeah, but they were still grenadiers in the Napoleonic period, weren't they? But they were just big blokes. Yeah, they they sort of had grenades, and then by the Second World War or the First World War, everyone got grenades, even if they weren't very good. Yeah, Yeah. or very big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. That's a diversion. Sorry about that. Um, but at least I'm now educated. I'll so, Dave, um, what what do East European grenadiers look like? Uh, I'm, they've got silly furry hats. Okay. <laughs> Are they bigger than the other figures? But, or, or less no, more stupid? No, they're not. But no? also, they're they're sort of big furry mitres. I think that's what they're called, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They've got a little sack thing at the back. Or what? Hanging down, you know, like like a like. It's a, like a it's a bag, and yeah. in the French army they were known as cool de singe, which basically means monkey's bum. So they uh, mm. cool de singe. So they had a bag on the back of their hat. Yeah, yeah. Are we back to um, marmalade sandwiches, and um, we all have to do a minute of silence now? No, or do we skip that one? What they well, just I keep? Our, I think our our grenadiers got their silly hats from the French grenadiers, didn't they? Well, they stole yeah. them because they were yeah, bigger. After Waterloo, we, we went around the battlefield and picked them all up. <laughs> okay. I think there might be an entire podcast on um, Grenadier millinery, really. Um, that could be a. Well, it was all, it was all the foot guards that got them. Ah, right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm, I am I reading a book on the British soldier by um, that historian who, who died at the moment. And I'm just in the bit about all, there's a lot of stuff about the guards in that, um, but I'm not sure I understand it fully. So, um, other than that, Dave, and these people who you're painting right now, uh, I think, did you paint an entire army in the last four months and actually put it on table? I'm not sure if we, if we, I'd started this when we started in the summer, but from the from the from the ridiculous to the sublime, I've painted an entire Aztec army. Yeah, and and that was one of the um, yeah you were painting. I think you were painting them last I yeah. when we last recorded. Yeah, that 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 they they're great. I love painting them. They were really good fun. I really like the figures. They were um, gladiators. Are they gladiators? Yeah, the gladiator. The fighting fifteens. Very nice. 
Yeah, they've come out really well, really well. A bit fiddly putting the shields on, hmm. but worth the effort. And um, did you listen to the Glue podcast before you did it? Absolutely rubbish as an army. Right. Okay. But they've there's been a few. Comp- well, we'll come to it later. But there seems to have been a few competitions where those armies <laughs> have have appeared and tr- and been tried over the summer. I, I I don't know what other people are doing with them, but no. I don't know, I don't know how to make them work. But, but they I think do everybody else is using text, Carl. And anyway, we'll come to that. But um, I've I've used them in one competition. I used them in Birmingham, and they were. I think I got one draw, which was a blessed relief because I didn't think I'd even get that. All right, and then all the other games, you came second. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But I think we're talking about going to a competition in France, weren't we? And it hmm. sounds like you're not allowed to have any mounted or something. Yeah, yeah, they've got a doubles competition with all all foot. I think if it's a competition where their inherent fear of horses doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, I think that's got to be taken then, haven't they? Yeah, I suppose so. If it's all pedestrianised. All right. Yeah, okay. Got to go to that. Yeah. And then what, um, what else? Um, is that the main thing that you've you've um, done over the last few months? I've done some bits and bobs. I've done some biblical figures. A game from Fighting 50, range, which I'm, I'm quite enjoying. There are, there are a range of figures that I've completely not really seen and known about. And um, I'm sort of starting to get a bit of a collection of biblicals together. So I've added the sort of sea people, heavy foot. Yeah, um, they're chunky guys, aren't they? They look like yeah. they could actually get involved in a fight, which most biblical figures look like they get blown over by um, a strong a strong wind from the desert or something. Exactly. Well, they went to a competition in one day, one of the Southern League one days, and they performed absolutely rubbish as well. Is there a common theme? In there this? is a common theme here. Yeah, um, that possibly, has been rubbish. Was yes. that the indolent mewash, Dave? The, yeah, the indolent meshwash, blah blah blah, mare or mareware. The indolent mewash is how it came out on the WhatsApp. Yes. Even my opponents were sitting going, "This doesn't make sense," because <laughs> everybody went, "That looked like a really good list you come up with." Yeah. There. And, <laughs> and it, it just didn't work awful. when you played with it. Okay. But then this, this is a theory I have, which we might get onto later, where hmm. I'm thinking the infectious in ADLG is not worth paying for. Okay. All right. Well, we can we can possibly come to that well, in future. I've bought an entire Viking army. Ah, well, well, maybe we come to that in the um yeah, in exactly. the what's coming up in the future section, which I think is coming up in the future at some yeah. point. Um. So, well, if, we, if we're on to your um your future things, let's look at someone's current path. So this means war. With with great trepidation, I think I'm going to um to bite the bullet early on and say, um, Tamsin, what what highlights have you um have you mem- memorized or remembered from the last four months? And um, or please tell us like you moved house and something and um I haven't and you didn't house. do much you didn't do much painting and and there's only like a million figures that you managed to get through and some terrain to go with them. Yeah, well, I was I think when we last last recorded, I was. I was, I was painting some more Judge Dredd terrain. Yeah, I think you, they just, have they just arrived or something like that? Or, yeah, or ju- are they continually arriving? Is there just a continual stream of Judge Dredd arriving yeah. at your house? Yeah, so here's a photo showing everything in that bit which I painted mm. up. Okay, and that's what, four foot square, is it? Or three foot square? Uh, nice three foot square. Three foot square ta- terrain table, yeah. So the bit where all the buildings are is two foot square. Okay, right. 
and the road to the roads yeah yeah so it's pretty going through the buildings mm-hmm. and i realized when i was looking through the photos that going back to but uh, we're sort of three-pronged bit. yeah there's like a triangular plaza yeah. thing in the middle yeah i hadn't realized i hadn't taken any of that any individual photos of it but yeah. you've taken photos of everything else okay all right and crazy bridges neat street lights with a bit of neon oh, going on in there that's not, uh i'm missing a photo oh well oh well i'm sure it'll be on your blog yeah i'm sort of painted yeah. up at, oh no that no that's i was, I was making a mistake all right there's some big there's crates some more lampposts mm. yep and a huge a, a whole load of walkways and is this tt combat stuff it looks like yeah yeah and they're I'm mdf not sure, i'm not sure if these are still i'm extant if these are still available from them i think they might have been withdrawing them to update and replace oh right because because fashion's in far future apocalyptic overhead yeah. walkways have changed in the last couple of years really quite quite yeah. considerably well, maybe maybe 40k figures have just got bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger I mean, and they fall off they're, they're updating a lot a lot of their ranges at the moment hmm. their older ranges so so you can buy them and paint them again yeah okay. i probably won't and then finishing that decided it's time to start on opposition for my british powers so right. so this is late war german <coughs> camo yep ss all oh, right so okay. i've been doing the oak leaf and I, yep. these three these three were test figures i so a sniper that i'm going to be putting sort of hiding behind a bush because mm. the end so of the barrel snaps the end of the barrel snaps during oh. during prep <laughs> there's so. a bit of rig- vigorous, so rigorous painting that. yeah yeah need that's got to disappear that. yeah so i did a bit doing the oak leaf pass i did with test figures test out sort of your color schemes mm. and so on and to try and do the oak leaf pattern Yep, and then um, that's oh, that's pretty fun. But then it looks yeah. like you've ended up doing a lot in just grey. Was the oak leaf pattern even too intimidating yeah, for you? Yeah, because some of the yeah, because some of the figures aren't I aren't in the camo. So yeah. oh, okay. So that's just you didn't do it deliberately. Yeah, some are actually not in smocks. Yeah. Um, okay. So started painting up. I suppose and which which paint. manufacturer are these from? Um, right, these are mostly these are all all artisan. I was going to say yeah, because they've got those really sort of deep cut angular faces that take paint yeah. really well haven't they that look like they're kind of shouting angrily at something yeah. but they're a bit they're a bit kind of um commando comic looking. yeah a Cartoon-ish. bit like commando comic yeah. looking which is not a bad look for second world war stuff yeah so a couple of tripod mgs and yeah. didn't quite have enough crew additional crew figures for them so right. but that, that's yeah that's enough yeah that's enough guys yeah yeah a yeah. uh, couple of quick shots yay nice very nice stuff maybe you've got a little insignia uh, on then shoulders, sort of yeah. start, uh, painted up the uh, platoon hq so you've got an officer and a panzer trek team hmm. sort of the uh, and then sort of three mg42 crews yep that's a lot of grease going teams. which um having played my several games of bolt action i know that's really important um mm-hmm. the mg teams for sure Though I'm not yeah. quite sure what the Shreks do yet. Yeah, so so close up to those. I'd like you to tell me that well, um, uh, it took you. I'd another, like to... another tripod MG team, but this yep. time sort of on the move. The on the move, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a and nice little figure another, carrying another, tripods, yeah. another squad leader to either go with with to go with support options. Yeah, he's got a definite air of Sergeant Steiner about him, hasn't he? Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, and yeah. Sort of, I'm back in my uh, my that's a, that's a transport, 3D, is it? 3D printer. 
Yeah. You bought a 3D printer. Yeah. Whoa, God, this is a whole new podcast. And it looks mm. like the first thing you've decided to do is the nose section of a one-to-one scale star destroyer. No. No? No, that is the entirety of... Uh, did any of you ever play Traveller the role-playing game? I know of it because he used to sell it in the games. Yeah, I took the 100 ton Type S Scout Courier in 28 millimeter. And it has a a fully playable interior. Oh, wow. Well, so that that took about a month's print. Is is that the one one with the airbags and the the sat nav? (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it have been cheaper just to make it out of Lego or something? Oh, that sort of scale. Not as easy. I, Not as easy. That was about a month of printing. Uh, it wasn't the first thing I printed. I, spent I was going to say, if you, you know, I know that you are ambitious. Getting, go, getting the hang of 3D printing and so Yeah. So are we going to be able to put in requests then? 3D a new home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 3D print a new house. Yeah. Are we going to be able to put in 3D printing requests then? Maybe this could become a thing. Um, What's Tamsin printing next? <laughs> right, okay. Some but extent. you're still busy with the rest of the Star Destroyer. Still, print, still busy, busy printing other stuff. I've got a whole load load of stuff printed yeah. out, ready for painting this winter. Okay, but all right. as I say, working through, printed up the three squads of mm. the three additional, the three rest of the squad members yeah. from the three squads of the core platoon. Okay, all right. There's a shot, the whole core platoon. Yeah. Wow. And just finished today. Yeah. Sort of two tank hunter scenes. Mm. Okay. Oh, I do like I do like the figure with the telemine. I think that looks quite neat. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- those are really uh, the artisan are really nice figures, aren't they? They're um uh, these ones. Oh no, they're not, are they? No, uh, these are a mix faces of are different. assault group. I these and the the squads, the squads mm. are a mix of artisan and the assault group. Right. So guy okay. at the back is artisan. Yeah, I think that MG MG forty two guy is artisan, and the two those okay. the guy with the with the bunched grenades, and the guy with Teleminer yeah. uh, assault group. Okay, all right. So it's um yeah, that's a real mix, but they all still fit together quite well by yeah. the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was like from other. I wasn't wasn't sure when I ordered the assault group figures how well yeah. they would fit. Yeah, work, but they seem to. But it seems to be okay. Oh, good, yeah. good, excellent. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, if you want to see, uh, something oh, no. Some... Tamsin reaches over. Oh no, there's something behind. Right here we go. So that's so you're going into kind of action figure. Um, this yeah, is like a, it's a Buster Buster Judge Dread. Yeah, that's kind of action man size, isn't it? Scales. Yeah. That's seventy five percent of the full scale. Right. So that would be big action man then. So um, yeah, or maybe maybe he can date Cindy or something. There's a terrain piece for Mega City One. I have Statue of Justice. Big statue, then. Okay, I thought he was going to be dating Cindy, and there was going to be some weird crossover movie opportunity. It's like (laughs) when the DC universe has come together, but um, but possibly not. That's probably not a movie we want to see, is it? Really? Yeah. Um, No. Um, That would be a very weird one. All right. Okay. Have you um have you run away there? Does does that mean you're bringing stuff more stuff in? Uh, No, it's just print. The print oh, is off and going. Okay, then. Well, look, that's um, that's a good gallop through, and I'm glad that it's taken you several months to um to paint Zeltbarn because um, that's I've sworn at it for much longer than that when I've tried to do it, but I tried yeah. to do it on 15 mil figures, which is always tricky. This means war. 
So, all right, so moving around then, um, Mr. Finkel, what's what's your last few months been um, on the painting table? Uh, well, the highlights of my painting is basically everything I've painted during that time, which is 24 <laughs> museum hoplites okay. and uh, 24 field, uh, forged in battle Thracian peltasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my painting has been very sporadic over that period of time, but I've, I've so got those all bases, done. seven bases, is it, in total? Pardon? That's seven bases, I think. Um, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Eight and... About six or seven units, that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Okay. And anything on the table as we speak, or are you, are you yes, using I'm, this podcast I've got as an opportunity more, to start uh, painting again? Yeah, I've got some more um, medium infantry for a few armies, uh, Gauls and Vikings, and um, some Gallic cavalry. And... I'm really just painting sort of bit in other armies at the moment. I've, bits uh, and bobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to resist buying armies, which I think, oh yes, I, that sounds nice, but in reality, I'll probably never play them. Well, how how are you managing to do that? Because if if any of the rest of us could do that, that would um, that would that would mean we'd be able to you know bail out the Bank of England, I think, and um, in the current financial crisis with money <clears> we've <throat> not spent through through holding back on buying figures. No, well, the question I say is. Oh, that's nice. But would I really paint it, and would I ever get to play with it? Um, and if sorry, I, can't I don't, I don't, that... under, I don't understand that question. Really, is that really a thing? Casting <laughs> aspersions on my Aztecs. Yes. No, no, not <laughs> at all. No. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't get tempted to buy things. You mm. know, serious projects from time to time. So, for example, we went to Scotland in the summer, and I thought, oh, I buy a, I'd be half tempted to buy a um, Montrose Scottish army. From the yeah. uh, you know mm. civil wars, uh, and then I thought my wife will kill me. No, no, right. I thought, <laughs> just gather dust because yeah. How often would I get a chance to use it? Yeah, no, no, I guess so. Actually, yeah, quite possibly. Okay, all right. Um, so it's it's been a fairly quiet painting summer as we speak. Any um, yes, any basically. new paints or any any comments on the fit? Was it just still plugging? Well, away some I, more I stuff? did use the uh, I did I did use the contrast paints for the um for for, for the main bit of the thracians and that helped to speed it up yeah, contrast I, paints which i've decided i don't really like but, hmm. but for the basic tonal colors for cloaks and greens and yeah. things like that they'll do so once you've undercoated them you can slap the um contrast paints on part of it yeah and then use stronger paints like the flesh ones from uh yeah i use the uh coat arms ones yeah uh and and you know silvers and uh things for the swords so it, it does speed it up a bit, but you know I'm not going to use only contrast paints for the whole. Yeah, I, I was talking to um to Martin um from Martin from Bexivia in inverted yeah. class um earlier on today, and um, we were both talking about contrast paints, and it's that thing about they're great, but they it does leave everything looking sort of the same <coughs> um, in a strange way. Their 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 tone, their I don't know the way they sort of sit on the figures and give you that depth through the through the technology of the paint is consistent across the colors and that sort of style and the brightness of it does make does make things look almost even if you use different colors the effect is the same on all the colors yeah um, i don't i don't like the, the effect the effect itself is quite quite eye-catching or quite strong mm. in a strange way um so I, I i do fear that i am using them too much even though i've not really got enough of them to to do that no i will i will use i will mix them and uh, well i'll mix the use of them with uh non-contrast paints generally and um yeah yeah 
Yeah, to I mean, I might use them over a, over an undercoat, almost like an undercoat, and then say, okay, and then start on working top. on top of them. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just one of those things that everybody's kind of jumped on, and then nobody's quite been too enthusiastic with them. Then nobody's quite worked out how to use them. But I think Vallejo are bringing some out as well, aren't they? Um, yeah, quite soon, or, or just yeah. I've seen out. a video. Seen okay. a video. Somebody using. Yeah, it, I, someone who's involved with testing. Okay, it's someone uh, from Spain. So Involved with developing a range, eh? Okay. One I guess they think, can't remember. I guess they think they're really good then. Um that's sort of the way that normally works. But mm. okay. All right. So um in terms of contrast paints, I suspect Mr. Simon, you may um have been doing a, well, no, but other than moving house, and I can see that you've now got space behind you for you're yes. no longer in a kitchen, you've got yeah. a gaming space behind <laughs> you, stacked with stuff. Um although Oh, is that are those Bisleys or are they still piles of boxes? You're not they're piles quite, of boxes. You're not quite. You've even in got them labelled. Let me tell you. Oh my lord, they're not quite in Bisley World yet. Then is that um, is Bisley World coming? That's currently going through the research and governance committee. Right. Oh, okay. Then fine. <laughs> Whether you can get it up the stairs without the missus noticing. Um, so, but look, tell us, tell us of your painting exploits then over the um, the last few the last few months or painting and shopping, I guess. Yeah, so um, probably the, the biggest the biggest achievement I've done over over the last while is using contrast paints. I've painted end to end a whole Arab conquest army. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done an army for the Prophet around 1632 to 1650, 1660, so around that era of the Arab conquest army. Yeah, and rather than using um, the traditional paint them all um, cotton or dark colours. I really wanted to make the army pop. So mm. after talking with you about some of the contrast paints, I gave them a bit of a gave, gave them a go. So the army's come out quite nice. It's very bright with lots of reds, blues, mm. greens, and all that. You drop it on the table and it comes out quite effectively. Yeah, and um, no, I've seen it. It pings, doesn't it? It really pings. Yeah. And I took it, it had its first run at Milton Keynes uh, for the uh, campaign competition. And it was um Quite an interesting contrast because I played against two other Arab conquest armies. You had one of them which was very um, Hessian bag brown. Type right, of yeah, that's one that in the oh, desert, yeah. Um, and there's another one which is like your, your dirty cotton. And there's mine that rocks up and goes, hi, we're here, ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been dragooned into the, not, not um, what's press ganged into the army during a religious festival or yeah. something like that, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I wanted to uh, give them a try and thought, you know, um, give something, you know, quite a spectacular army that could, I could use for a lot of the Arabesque or the Middle Eastern armies. I wanted a lot of colour. Yeah. Um, and the, con the, the contrast paints are really good for a Wargamer painter, yep. not a Tamsin painter. So I think yes. Tamsin is probably real and horror. Yeah. <laughs> for those of us who've um, still only seen 16 colours, um, yep. for me, the contrast paints worked really well. Yeah, um, you just bang stuff out. Yeah, I use the Games Workshop ones because I, I listened to a few people talk about the challenges of the army, army painter ones, mm. but where um, if you paint another color, it could reactivate it and it all um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. blows down. So just, I gave half a dozen of the Games Workshop yeah. ones. And, I think uh, that might have been me telling you about the army paint. When yeah. Well, I that's did. now become an internet, a wargaming internet truth, isn't it? That's like the first, it's yes. like... Um, when when people say, well, actually, no, this is now changing. When people say that's a swan, and you say it can break your arm, they all belong to the king. 
You know, that's what British people say. And now, whenever you mention contrast paints, a war gamer somewhere in the group has to go, yeah, but they reactivate, don't they? It's like it, everybody now knows that. Maybe it came from this podcast and it's just gone yeah. gone hyper viral or something like that. Or maybe someone else said it and you heard it from them and they're much more famous. Well, I've, us. Heard, I've heard it from people before. I Fine. Okay, then. Right. So it was already out there in the ether. Yeah. We didn't yeah. invent that one. Okay. And the thing about swans now, they belong to the king. How weird is that? But, um, Right. Okay. So, is there any any more than the um the oh, were they all forged in battle? Actually, that's yeah, the question. So, um, where do they come from? The figures. Yeah, they're all forged in battle. So, Forger Battle did one of their um very nice twenty percent sales off. I think just after the last podcast, hmm. and my credit card happened to be walking by their uh, website. Uh, right. Um, yeah. I may have bought a lot, so I think the okay. idea was I could try to do every Arab style of army, so there might be a buckle of camels. Yep. And then I've discovered I need more camels to do Tuareg. Yeah. Um, oh, God, you've got enough camels to do Tuareg. Yeah, that's a, really going some, isn't it, on the old uh, yeah, Arab front, isn't it? If you're going to buy, you might as well go for a lot of options. Like yeah. the, the, um, the old cavalry, the Dailami style, the, yeah. this, that. I got you want to get value for the postal cost, don't you? You do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to help our local economy. So, um, yeah, that's true. For, um, as well. The UK provider. Yeah. Um, Balancing up, because they're up in, where are they? Somewhere up north, aren't they? You're outside of London, so that's north to me. Yeah, Manchester, <laughs> Manchester-based. Forged um, um, in battle, yeah. Then I also got, um, I, um, they were also at BritCon as well, so you yep. have to, you always find things you um, you need, so you need and want. Hmm. Um, and I bought some of their cataphracts. Um, okay. So I've never, um, I don't really have any cataphract miniatures, hmm. and a couple of armies have played, you sort of need a few cataphracts. Yeah. So um, So which range, which range did you go for? Because I think I've got some of their... Um, Sassanid, yeah, I've got quite well, quite a lot. I've got more than one packet of their Sassanid cataphracts, which are quite nice little figures. Um, I think these are, I think these are the Sassanid cataphracts. Let me, um, the ones that have got the, um, they've got the light bulbs on the head. I think one of them might have a light bulb helmet, possibly, even though anachronistic as they are. Yeah, so but, you know, there's, the, there's the obligatory guy with the um, the big hammer. The yeah. Cutest yeah. one is hmm. yeah, that does. Oh no, that's got yeah, that's got a um, oh, that's like a windsock, isn't it? Or yeah, windsock yeah. kind of thing. It's oh, maybe one, it's yeah. not then. Um, okay, maybe it's a different yeah. range or something like that. The cataphracts, yeah, you can see them, you know, with a bit of contrast paint because they've got the nice, nice barding. I reckon yeah. the contrast paint will really suit them, like you know, some nice reds, golds, and all that. Yeah, really pretty. No, oh, that's good then. Yeah. Okay, so that's been that's been the extra. Um, I bought a pack of their Armenian cataphracts some time ago, and the ones you're showing look quite similar to those. Like, I guess cataphracts are using the same dolly. Is, it, is that what it's called? Um, the same yeah. basic figure for, for yeah. a lot of them in, in some of these cases. So, yeah. okay, all right. This means war. Well, I guess then um, that probably comes around to me, which I luckily I think there's a website that I can refer back to to see what I've been painting in the last um, the last few months. And I think it's a there was just this massive gap when I think when we all stopped doing well, when we stopped doing the podcast, because I ended up traveling and going on 
far too many holidays slightly by accident and um slightly by catching covid on one of them so i had to stay there a bit longer and and, and i stayed one on a holiday which did and then the weather was so good over the summer it put just a massive massive tie brush on on painting and then it's been it's that thing when it's difficult to restart you know if you've stopped it's just like how do i get back in tamsin you'll never know that but um it's when it's when you've stopped it's difficult to kind of kick start yourself to start start going again but i've gradually got back into it i think um looking looking back at, at what i've done i think i can't remember if i'd finished the carolingian army before we did the last podcast possibly not i think i, 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 I think was, you might have done might have just maybe done. maybe just done it and so so I, I probably finished basing that and put it in a drawer um looks like i i bought in rome a little fort that was the one that we were all given in alicante last year that i then immediately managed to lose so um so i paid rafa who then paid that spanish bloke um seven euros for it and i did that which was kind of a a neat little thing for a 45 baggage which i've still still yet to get to use and put in and then i finally got round to painting some 28 mil 3d printed um spanish medieval spearmen um that were from that company that's used to be called caballero and now is called reconquer that i bought from one company who who then sort of disappeared and then they're now available from someone else those 3d prints of um the really dynamic spearmen that i was slightly sort of intimidated to paint them because they're such nice figures and um, and I wasn't quite sure how I would whether my painting would be good enough, but but I managed to so resin three D print. Yeah, resin three D print. Yeah, yeah, the Caballero Reconquer ones, and um, and I managed to get get them done. And and I was sort of wondering how I was going to base them because they're a little bit brittle as well. Um, here we go. Um, the figures were sort of a little bit brittle, and I replaced all the spears with metal spears because they just didn't work um at all you know you looked at them they broke it was just not really viable yeah. so um so i suddenly realized that actually because the figures and they also weren't based so i had to drill up through the feet or which was a bit difficult because the resin's sometimes a little bit brittle um to put pins in them so so what i suddenly realized i could actually jam them all onto a single heavy infantry base and have this like ridiculously dynamic block of figures um of eight figures and i could actually glue them all together so they're a solid lump because they're all touching you know at the shoulder or the knees or, or, or the shield is touching someone's back or whatever and it it works as a as a single blob um and they're not they're not you know clearly they're very different because they're dynamic but they're not wildly different um to to some of the north star ones that i've got um and i'll put some pictures up of the two next to each other so i was pleased that they're not such they're not so much better than metal traditional figures that they'd look weirdly out of place next to them certainly yeah. not on um on tabletop thing it's like that's the cool unit and then the ones next to them are the um are the not so cool unit so so that was a um that was a thing that i managed to do um and and get those done and then at BrickCon from dave thomas i bought some of the um the fireforge kit almugavars that 
Dave, I think me and you have talked about them for a while, yeah. the 28 mil ones. Um, because I've got some, now I've got the Spanish spearmen enough to sort of make the Spanish army. I thought I'd try and make the, um, get some Almugavars to have a couple of bases of them or, or three or four bases of them maybe. And they look, when you pick them up, and, and particularly I think the box art on the Fireforge ones looks weirdly cartoony. Um, I think whoever's painted them for them professionally has almost done too good a job. If that make, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, but they look a little bit Lord of the Rings cartoony, you know, funny figures there. And I want, I was slightly worried it was the poses weren't going to be weren't going to be that good um, when you actually got real figures for them. But 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 they with the Red Conquista ones. Um, yeah, they they're pretty fine with that. Um, <laughs> they don't seem too different at all. So I forge are really big, aren't they? Some are really big, but these are normal, normal size. I'm, I, I probably should get some with the, the Reconquista guys. And because their arms are all separate and both arms are separate, but each shoulder has got a male covered sort of bit of the shoulder and they're all in male or pretty much all in male. Um, they just they fit together well and they come out as a really nice little little unit of um six i've only done six so far and i'm in the process of doing the second six as well um so they just kind of look like almugavas really other than the the fact that there aren't quite enough left arms carrying spears to do all of them without using at least one of the shields and and i know that i just get grief off dave for giving them shields because um, yeah, well, there's all sorts of things uh, i mean I, I, I'm really, I mean, I don't know much about the um, 3D printing, but I think those Reconquista yeah. figures are absolutely fantastic. Oh, God, they're, they're absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're really, but, but God, they're expensive. If you get someone to, uh, uh, to have pr 3D printed for you, the company you do them now are like a quid 52 quid a foot figure or something. But they quid. can, they, because they're three, I mean, I, that's just, D printing is a mystery to me. They can be three D printed in fifteen millimeter, can't they? But I think they'd just be too too flimsy. Then you'd lose yeah. all this. Well, I think you know you scale some bits up, but I yeah. think they'd look a bit weird to to do that. But, but yeah, these Amugavars are quite nice. Uh, and I did this one with a shield and did it with a sort of Catalan three, you know, yellow yeah. and red stripey thing. And then um, and then I suddenly realised after I finished that I've got a massive box full of arms and heads and legs and things um, from all the other plastic kits that I've made the Arabs out of and the late Romans and, and some of the Vikings and things like that. So I've actually got loads of arms that I could have put a set different arm on it. So this guy may be my only Catalan with a shield. Um, all <laughs> of the other 24 um, may not be with a bit of luck. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see on that one. Um, but they're pretty decent. And then after that, um, what else have I been doing since then? Um, then I did a 3D printed elephant as well. That because um, I find a lot of 28 mil war game manufactured elephants just look a bit weird. I don't know. You know, if you've seen them, I think 15 mil ones are fine, but 28 mil ones can tend to to just look a bit odd. Um, but and so 
I, again, there was someone at BrickCon who was doing a 3D, well, 3D printed animals, and it's like a charging elephant that actually looks like an elephant. All the proportions seem right. So, um, so I got one of those and um, managed to find some single individual crew from um, Aventine, I think. I got a, a pikeman and an Indian driver, as single figures from Aventine. You don't need to buy the elephant with them. And um, got them, painted them up, painted it on it. And it's a, it's a nice looking single figure, really. And, um, and since then, <coughs> I've got a little bit more inspired to, to paint some more stuff up. So as we sit here on the painting table, I've got some medieval barded knights that I'm painting up as Spanish that I bought in a bring and buy no idea which manufacturer they're from um 28 mil ones but they come with um they're nicely animated figures and the interesting thing is the hands are separate so you glue different hands and weapons onto <laughs> them that's um that's one of the guys um so he could have a sword and there's a separate, it's not just the weapon you're putting into the hand it's the actual hand that goes on which i thought was quite a clever idea and the shields are separate so so I'm doing a bit of contrast painting stuff with them to do three bases of, of those. I might use it, try and use it Brixham if I end up paying, playing 25 mil down there. Um, I dug out some old bits box um, heavy cavalry, armoured sort of mongoly, just generic armoured heavy cavalry. And I had some, what I think are S6 hand Chinese chariot horses, which are kind of padded they've got padded coverings on them and using the, the lancers on the chariot horses and painting the padded things up i'm just making up a sort of those generic african kingdoms heavy cavalry as well because then you can get quite nice bright patterns on the the checkerboard on the on the padding on the horses um what else have i got here i've got a few bases of um in 15 mil to try and do a Delhi Sultanate Army. I've got more of these Amugavars. I've been doing some um, marker bases for ADLGR for the taking the hit dice and things like that. Um, and then I can't remember again. Maybe I've done this when we we're doing it. I, I finished rebasing a whole Hittite army that was needed some TLC and needed some chariots bringing back into it um, as well. That was a sort of that was the one of Clive's collection that nobody would buy because it was just too broken and. Um, so I took that on as a project myself and, um, and managed to put all that together. So I think the painting mojo is just about back or or certainly I've got a very cluttered desk of with too many projects going on on it. Whether any of them are actually advancing or, or, or moving forward, I'm um, I'm just not sure. But but in terms of moving forward, maybe that's maybe that is the painting section done and it's time to to move forward on to the next section of the podcast. This means war. We've done what have you painted over the last few months and um i guess the next thing is what have you actually done gaming wise which for some of us is competitions or or casual gaming or, or getting to the club now that that's on on off and running so tamsin have you um have you just been busy painting and 3d printing well, i have had a couple of games i okay I, my ancient germans had had two runouts in one day at club 
Wow. And was that in um, in ATLG or does that ATLG. actually? Okay. Because you had some of them as well for um, um, whatever the, the Infamy. TF, Infamy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I had two games in a day, in one day with them, and won one, lost one. Okay. Um, historical opponents? Yep. I, well, it was uh, late Republican Roman and Stan. And Stan. Yeah. Stan right. and I think it was Triumvirate Roman. Okay, proper no, Roman. That's and good. also you took most, I most, but not all of my seven-year-old Russians to the club for the bank holiday game. God, yeah, there was a mega mega game of was that yeah the oh no it was still seven years war though it wasn't the new what's its name version of it um, no Napoleonic, no okay uh, no, that was a big game yeah it was good fun no good 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 um so so that's that's the sum total then but what actually three D printing because we did dabble on it yeah. briefly yeah so when did you get the printer what technical name is it and what two or three things have you learnt already. That, are, that you would, didn't wish you knew when you started? Oh, um, I bought it in May. Mm. It's an Anycubic Cobra, so it's a filament printer. Cobra. Um, so when the filament yeah. printer is, the stuff comes on a spool, does it? Or yeah. it's like a wire? Yeah. Rather than a tank of gloop? Rather than a tank of liquid, it's okay. has a spool. Heat, is, is that a good heat, thing or is that no, a good thing or a what what's the difference? It, it depends it, what you what you're looking for. I filament, filament print, printing it's cheaper. Uh, right. so if you're doing big things, it's a win. Okay. It, it's a win. And also I small things, if unless you want insane amounts of detail. Yeah. So if you're printing printing figures, I have have printed printed. 28 mil figures which are scaled down to 15 mil mm. and and six mil wow okay God. they came out came out okay but yeah that was that was very early on uh mm. you could see the layer lines but that was because we hadn't hadn't tuned tuned okay. things in All as right. well as i should have done okay. at that point because i was still still learning yeah so you'd be confident next time that stuff wouldn't have as many layer lines even if you scale stuff down the, the layer lines wouldn't be as visible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still, I still be visible, but but not as, but not not as not as obvious. Okay. Now, and it's just a case that yeah, you can't you can print them. You can't mm. get quite as much detail as you could with a resin printer, but right. I for very small figures. They're good as. Can be can be as good as something. Okay. So, um, so if it's, <laughs> it's not, mostly um, for mostly for sort of train, spaceships, and so yeah, on. Yeah, because late last year I back to Kickstarter from a company who's got the license to produce STL 3D, files, three D printed traveller ships. So right, okay. for nostalgia. Yep, and you um, had to uh, last year. Last year they did one of their Kickstarters was produce. Mm. Sort of, I wanted to 70 scale versions of a lot of a lot of the ships. Yeah. So that's much quicker for them, for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. So what is what are the kind of the two or three things? Is there anything that you wish you'd known when you started? Right. Um as in you go, yeah, I bought a totally different printer. It'd be, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd known I think yeah. I wish I'd known, mm. known or beforehand mm. how to how to actually fit i how to actually sort of tune in the prints properly okay so did it you was, assume it would it just work out of the box 
or it works well enough straight out of a box but if you want really good really good mm. quality you have to do a fair bit of tuning and right okay it's not like knowing all bits never have it handled on it it's finding out sort of the mechanical sides of things and okay all of that. so are there, are there um you know video well, obviously there must be videos it's yeah there are videos but it's not the same as fucking it up yourself and changing it yeah. hands on one and say uh, okay uh, sort of being shown exactly what you need to do right okay so it's it was a steep learning curve yeah for a month or month or so month or so god wow uh but now i'm producing like really good really good okay. stuff yeah but it's some prints that you get for some of the free free files that you can get from yeah. fingerverse or yeah. yeah various other sites yeah there are issues with some of them Mm, right they just don't they won't print properly or they just they haven't got is it, is it am i saying the word that they haven't got the right supports is that that's something i've oh, picked supports up as of supports is something that you have to learn how to i feel right. film prints support is vital even resin printers i yeah. you have to learn i learn and what needs to be done although a lot of companies producing for resin miniatures yeah. resin printers do supported and unsupported pre-supported models versions okay so if you get a 3d design from thingiverse and you will then go into a software package and yeah. add some extra sticks onto it for yeah, support you can, you can you can do it manually or manually so wow. you can That's... sort of go you can go around and stick a bit of... and sort of decide where you want to place supports okay or you can just let the, let the software do it. Oh, right. Okay. So you but, press the button, but get this then, it, then it, it might get it wrong. It's lear- I, there's a bit of a learning process about the settings for the support. So I, okay. What density, I, oh, okay. interfaces, I, the gap, the gap mm. distance that you get. Because mm. I, with filament printers, mm. it's not, there's actually a very, very thin gap between the top of the support. Like top or bottom of the support okay. and the model. Right. Okay. So you, you the supports don't actually touch the model in theory, but they in do. Theory. In okay. practice, in practice, they do a little bit. Of course, bit. they do a little bit. Okay. God, that's me. That's mad then. Okay. Completely confused. Yeah. No, I had some. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I resin, think I've... Resin, resin printers for supports do attach, but it's small, atta- small attachment points. God. So if you're getting a 3D <laughs> design, you need to know whether it's for a resin or a filament printer because that will affect uh, the supports. Not really. Okay. Not really. I, the software does the supports. Yeah, the software does the supports and use use different software for if you're doing for resin. Okay. resin printing use different different software package so then the question is have you found any decent free files for historical miniatures out there or, or is it all science fiction and um and wizards and shit um for sort of scales we're looking at i haven't right okay but, but i haven't really looked for okay. historical, I guess. and it's um but there's shed loads of tanks tanks and trucks and ships and planes yeah. all of them yeah more than you can possibly imagine. Tanks, planes, yeah, spaceships, yeah, I terrain, yeah, obviously terrain I, buckets of it. I tokens, tokens, yeah, that's true. Yeah, dice towers, <laughs> rabbits, rabbits, rabbit dice, probably, yeah, 
No, I, no, no, there's a siege tower, a rabbit siege tower. Yeah, Simon, you must have a, a view on that. You're Mr. Computer in, in, in the room. You must have a thought about 3D printing. Now you've got your own room as well. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I've heard about 3D printing implies that you do have to spend a fair bit of time getting your head around it and learning how to use it. Um, it's not what we all were hoping for, which you can just go uh, get a thing you're aware of, get an STL yeah. file print, and then you get a, a 3D army in two, in two minutes flat. Yeah. There's quite a bit of effort there. It's a um, hobby, isn't it, in a way? It's definitely its own hobby. Um, a few podcasts I listen to, um, a couple of guys are real keen on 3D printing. Mm. They, they like to print off um, now defunct armies that you can't get anymore. Okay. So yeah. It's quite cool. Mm. Um, the, the whole thing about the support, what Thames was talking about, is quite interesting. Mm. Um, seeing the, the the manufacturers who do it properly, yeah, and those who don't. Um, I, I bought for um, off eBay, yeah, a ten mil, some ten mil, um, the quasi Warmaster figures, so fantasy fantasy um, fantasy models. Design on a forty mil frontage, so you could play a Warmaster. Yeah, no, I, I think I've seen those guys. Yeah, and, and they're all kind of glued together, aren't they? The figures. Yeah, they're all glued together. So you get them in yeah. ships. Yeah. And you look good. at them, you think they're almost historical. Then you think, but how do you split them all apart? And they look a bit weird. Yeah, and yeah, so they, they've come out quite nice. But the the supports, I've just finished cleaning them up. Um, and you got them when May, June? <laughs> I got them in June, but um, due to <laughs> House and um, yeah. they just sat in the box and went. I'll I'll deal with them. Later, yeah. yeah. I am. Um, uh, so resin, resin prints. Uh, you got please. the three D prints themselves, did you? Or the files? No, the, the prints. Um, I, someone I, bought I, them from them. Yeah, I paid for someone to paid them to be made. Um, yeah. yeah, they're done in grey resin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the trick with removing supports from resin. Is dunk them so, in hot water. Okay. It makes it easier to remove the supports. Oh, okay. So, I'll, do, I'll, you do, I'll, do you do it with the sprue cutting tool? Is that uh, a good thing to do? I use the um, yeah. um, I've got the, the, um, the clippers to get yeah. some of the more easier um, supports out, but then I use some uh, very, very, very sharp um, surgical scalpels. I've got yeah. just yeah. very uh, quietly, I very carefully cut them out. Because the army that I bought was a um, a skeleton Arab army, like an Egyptian okay. army, so like you know, a sphinx with a scorpion tail yep. or a bone giant with lots of ribs. And you can see the support inside the rib cage between all the ribs. Oh, God. So you have to sit there very, very carefully and be oh, God. Just quite out the, um, the wow. um, things. But there's some really good uh, good companies out there. There's um, a, a yeah. whole bunch of them who... There's company guys and girls who make the SDL files and they basically feel free to print them. And they then, um, there's various companies who license license these SDLs and they can then sell them on eBay. Yeah. Um, talking about um, historical ones. So, um, a bit of a plug for a company called Chromati Forge. Chromati Forge, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. The UK one. Yeah. Um, he's done a whole bunch of 10 mil armies. And hmm. Um, I looked at them because they've got a whole um, rat army. So right. the greater empire of cheese always comes to mind. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I like stupid armies. Yeah. But um, he's now just done a whole 15 mil 
3D printed Gaul and Roman armies. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's quite neat. So there are um, people starting to do th uh, 3D printed armies in the historical range in the... Um, yeah. I guess World War Two or World War One. I, I guess is probably yeah. the way of saying it. I guess the question is, if only um, I didn't have a Roman and Gallic army already, in um, in enormous quantities and numbers, then you yeah. might be tempted to have a go. But it's just, tr testing it just seems tricky when you've already got bloody got so many of them. It's like buying them just for the sake of it, just to see what, see if they're crap really, yeah. um, or think, if they're good. I think they're um, they're not bad. Yeah. But compared to a good lead one, mm. they don't cut it. So like yeah. um so looking at like these 10 mil ones, yeah, there's detail, but it's very, very fine detail. So I think if you did a um if you painted them a little bit too thickly, mm. you'd lose a lot of the detail. Yeah. I guess 25 mil, they come out quite nice. Yeah. Compared to a really good quality or even a decent quality, like just say an SX 15 mil figure, mm. get a bit more detail and it will flow the ink a bit better. Yeah. But it's a new technology. People will get better and better. Yeah, do, do some funky stuff with it. Yeah. And um, the, the one big positive, mm. light as. So, you know, when you, we all carried enough 15, 25 mil armies in lead, after a, after a couple of competitions, you start mm. thinking, that's 15 kilos of weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The printed stuff is quite nice and it's got next to no weight. Yeah. No, I, I finished the, um, the, what, the what, I bought them as like Etruscans or generic stuff like that and i i finished them and i think i I put them on table a couple of times yeah actually i used some of them in lisbon um just because they were kind of cute and they look all right actually they don't they, they're not jarring even though those ones are scaled up from 10 mil or something like that which is you know a, a, a failing in itself that i've designed into by choice of using them but um so they didn't look too different they looked yeah. a bit weird when you start because they're stubby little fat figures but that's that's the design of the figures, not nothing to do with the tech at all. So, okay, well, well, maybe there'll be more um, more adventures in three D printing to, um, to discuss in in future weeks. That this means war. This means war. So, Simon, we we just kind of came to you on. I'm buying those when we were talking about gaming, but what what what's your key gaming things over the last few months? Have you been? I know that you've been away in some places because you've been at the same place as I've been. But, <laughs> but what's been um, what's been the gaming highlights for you? Um, gaming highlights was um, obviously playing going to the worlds in Rome. That was a, a cracking uh, three days of uh, wargaming fun and games. That was a good weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's um, probably the pinnacle of wargaming. It's hot and sunny. You've got yep. decent beer, and when you finish your game, we can go for a swim. Yeah, yeah. Although um, that there were some quite quite frightening sights, I think, um, yes. in in the pool. But I think we all managed to get in the pool and um, prove that we could actually swim, which was a bit miraculous, really. Yeah, so that was quite good. Um, my I brought my samurai again, um, mm -hmm. trying to redeem themselves from the their absolute failure in twenty nineteen. Yeah. And they managed to end up in um, top end of mid-table mediocrity. So good. Um, good. I got, I think out of the, the four or five games, sorry, four to six games, mm. I got three or four wins and two losses. So I was quite happy at that. It's very um, solid, yeah. And did you so, play a big mix of, um, you know, 
international players? Was there many Brits, or was it just all foreign? Did you was it people you played before, or just a good old? Good yeah, old for mix? me, um, I got uh, I got to play purely against all the Italian players. So that's oh, great! Good. So I got to um, um, play a, a variety of people of which most of them I hadn't met before. So but you speak good. Italian, so you were like the perfect opponent. They must yeah, be, so must be all, shocked. Yes, yeah, so who speaks foreign? Fun. Yes, um, having a good old chat to them. Um, yeah. I got to meet the guy from Fireforge Games. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you actually play him? Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, brilliant. Um, we, had a, we had a cracking game, and he's yeah. a keen Renaissance player. So, um, okay. Got to talk nerd for a while. And yeah. then. Well, I suppose he's... he would be being Italian. They're probably, that's their natural yeah. period, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then um, he, he started going to my credit card by um, talking about they're doing a Kickstarter for a 25 mil samurai army. Yeah, that does look quite handy, doesn't it? Yeah. Are, are you now bought into that then? Not yet, because the credit card ran screaming. So. Um... Oh, okay. All right. Okay. When <laughs> when's that due out? I'm just trying to remember. It's um. um I have it... to go. Have, have to go and have a look, but um, yeah. That's well, quite nice stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, lots of competitions, lots mm. of renaissance. Which yeah. Be fun. Yeah, um, you've that's that's now is that now stable? Those rules, um, effectively. It's pretty stable. There's going to be. Yeah. There is going to be a an update in the yeah. next couple of months, subject to yeah. like many of us, work has just gone absolutely mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a few little um, clarifications or whoops, we didn't make that as clear as we should have. Mm. But um, broadly, people are enjoying it. You get a cracking game. Um, yeah, I've been absolutely thrashed by quite a few people. So, right. so are you getting feedback? Because I've I've seen on the um, Facebook group that there's people from all around the world picking up. There seems to be like a little group in north america and some some people elsewhere have you you had and i think some other places but is there are you surprised by how wide the interest has been in some in some ways you know um, yeah it's been really really um positive to see people from like all the way from new zealand australia getting into it or yeah. at least having a read of the rules and um throwing mm -hmm. abuse my way which is always yeah. good um lots of europeans um there's a team there's a club in prague who, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they play in twenty-five mil, and they have the most stunning. Oh wow! Uh, Italian wars figures, and because um, it, it struck, 25. it struck me that it was. It's not just people. Well, it's not almost not at all people we recognise from the ADLG circuit using a different thing. It just seems to have tapped into a different circle of people who were on the ADLG group, but but just seem to be kind of much bigger on on Renaissance. Is that, yeah, is that just the ones I've seen, or is that a fair, fairest perception? I think so. It seems to be there's a whole bunch of people who are who sit on the fringes of the ADLG circuit, yeah. uh, or group, and who dabble. Mm. Uh, and a lot of them have had Renaissance armies sitting in the cupboard for quite a few yeah. years, and they like the ADLG size of game and the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Since you now play the Renaissance with, you know, relatively small investment, mm. a lot of people have gone. I'm in now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I must admit, I've I've rebased a few, because um, it's that thing about wool do I want to rebase? But then you realise how bloody many pike and shot units I actually <laughs> own, and I can easily manage to to dismember. You know, I think it's you dismember two um, fog, you know, six base twenty four man pike and shot units, and you end up with three um, Renaissance pike and shot <laughs> units at least, possibly more. And so yeah. you're going like. Yeah, this is I've I've got buckets of these to spare, and they're never going to see table time. So actually, um, why not? Why not change them to? Um, yeah, have, have I've all talked the to a few of my old um, Fogar players who yeah. I used to play against, and quite a yeah. few of them have now 
like you know, all war gamers, we yeah. all have too much lead. I know yeah. you can't have too much, but they've gone. But you can, yeah. Do I actually need yeah. 40 different pike and shot units yeah. in fog our scale? Exactly. So the 30 years war in English Civil War, because they yeah. are pretty samey, aren't they? And quite a few of us have gone um gone back to like our first armies, like my the um my first and my Renate or GR armies were actually yeah. my first fog R armies that I've gone yeah. back to stripped down, rebased, yep. repainted all that. Yep. Yeah. After eight years of competitions, they were looking pretty battered and bruised. Yeah. They needed a uh, need a touch up anyway. So mm. it's a good excuse to um play with um various cleaner products and yep. try different things. So um yeah. Well I think I think I've got a pike and shot you know 24 man unit from oh god is it stronghold miniatures? It was someone who almost went out of production and then someone bought them. Uh, and then they had a stand at warfare years and years ago so i bought them and i've sprayed them black and i've never got further than that and at some point i, I just want to do that um i think tamsin you mentioned this before azimuth spraying um with some white because they're painted black and i just want to spray them with um zenithal spray zenithal spray sorry not azimuth zenithal that's probably yeah, yeah. that one's underneath the one's from the top or something um so I want to kind of see if I can do them and and just do them quite quickly. To, to maybe this should, maybe this podcast will spur me to to dig them out of whichever the back of whichever drawer that I know that they're in somewhere, and um, and see if I can just put those on table quite quickly as well, and just just give them an outing really. Getting getting, on, getting them on the table is always good. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, just as a quick plug, um, mm. <laughs> we're um, having our first one day ADLGR competition at the end of the year. So. Excellent. Yep. in central london on the yeah. 27th of november sunday yeah, it's the week yeah. it's the week before uh brixham brixham before so it's a week after reading and then the week before brixham yeah. or something yeah yeah um, okay so cool. having as a um a, a, a memorial for clive one of our club members who passed yep. away during covid mm-hmm. uh, we'll have prizes for the most ones role yes <laughs> yeah the appropriate things for clive he'd appreciate yeah. that absolutely yeah. yeah 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 no i um i do um yeah, I do remember that. I think um yeah, I'm just trying where did I take the Hungarians? And used Hungarian dice and they weren't, weren't particularly good. Can't remember, must have been a competition <laughs> earlier in the year. Um must, must have been his dice. Yeah, they definitely were. They they literally were his dice. I I I, I put them aside from to use for Hungarian army and see how they were going to work. So okay. So that's been um been the main gaming thing. The yeah. uh, have you done any other I'm trying to think, have you done any other competitions or um, um I did BritCon, which was good for oh, yeah. so, yeah. um um that was my 25 mil, so I brought out the 25 mil, the free company or the English hooligans on tour, as yeah. I call them. Yeah. So um, they had um, a cracking competition. It was a competitive warfare last year where yeah. they got their heads kicked in. Yeah. Um, they won. So um, they won. Oh right. Okay. So you you were just because this is you know this is what happens when peter isn't here because you know i think to be fair the idea of peter getting to the end of talking about competitions and then going oh yeah there's this other one that i won um you know i uh, i don't i don't think we would have we'd still be hearing about the ones that, that he's done well at so okay so um that's that's your kind of summer of of gaming so let's move around so dave you um we talked a bit about your um unsuccessful aztecs or something like that but the last podcast we were doing we were talking about our trip to germany and yeah. i think we've done quite we've done quite a bit since then haven't we there's been all sorts of things going on you've done yeah. a lot of one dayers and, and other things as well we've, we've there's been a phenomenal amount as well yeah 
uh, I think there's been three one days, mm-hmm. which is good. That's the Southern League because the yep. Northern League has got going in a big way. So we thought yeah. we'd do that. And that's good because it brings in new players. Yep. And people who are less, how should we say, competitive. Competitive, players. yeah. No, well, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Um, the ones who don't travel quite as much. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. That's really good. It's been that's that's thrown up some really interesting results and been fun. Yeah, because it looks like you've uh, just trying to sort of remember your results off the top of it. You've taken some unusual armies and had some um, yeah. eclectic results. I think is probably the best way of saying it. It's, 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 you know, I mean, one one we played at Jesse's. We did Jesse's kids are in the scouts, so we did mm. one in carports. Mm. <laughs> it was really good fun. Jesse did mm. some food, and we. And it was it was in a sort of like new build estate, and all the mm. neighbours came out to come and have a look. So it's all quite that was quite fun. Wow! Hopefully we'll do that one again. That, mm. that was really good fun. Mm. That one, I, yeah, I took um, what I thought was a good biblical army and got absolutely trapped. <laughs> no, that was a different one. Anyway, but then Rome, Rome was fantastic. Rome yeah, because you went you went a couple of days earlier, didn't you? And um, and at, I, I went for the, the out of house and home. The whole no, city. I, I went for the whole week and then other people flew in so i did a bit of a guided tour with some people around the museums oh brilliant yeah, yeah I, I really love that i love rome yeah. um i thought i was doing quite well in rome until i came against javier right. and um lost to him and then he lost to pete in the final we should give a shout to pete because yeah did. give a shout to pete and his, his winning comp and his winning elephant army chomp 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 yeah, from, yeah. Um, so from rome this morning written a version of right okay <laughs> yeah to try and copy that for um two trunks minimum whatever yeah two trunks minimum yeah um, I, I don't know whether i will use it but it was mm. funny to just have a look at what that list is all about yeah uh yeah so no no rome was good um you did BrickCon as well, I think. BrickCon, BrickCon was good. Played two Australian, well, one Kiwi, one Australian. Yeah. Good fun. They flew in. Good to mm. see meet them. Nice guys. Yeah. Um, that was going well till. I was. Won. I must admit, I was really pleased with the new venue in Nottingham. That worked out really well. I thought everybody seemed pretty happy with that. So, and, and, and it's a change from Manchester. Yeah, and I think there were a lot of um, visitors. Yeah. You know, the, the stall went, the stalls were doing well, I thought. I got the Yeah, well, I'd say Dave, Dave Thomas grudgingly admitted to me that he'd, um, it was their best ever BrickCon. And he's kind of the bellwether for, um, you know, he sells so much different stuff that um, he said, yeah, it was one of the best ones. I think Forged in Battle had a very, very good show as well. It was interesting because um, some of the traders just did it as a one day show and, and some of the other ones sort of stayed the second day. And yeah. because of the, the, voucher that all the players get to spend with the um with the exhibitors yeah. you you had this scenario that people were still doing a lot of business as they were packing up their trade stand on sunday afternoon because yeah. players were suddenly realizing that they got um a fiver to spend that if they didn't spend it it was just wasted so um, people were kind of running to the trade in between their final games and go oh i need some stuff or or they've been looking at things over the weekend and it was actually that last that last bit, which um, was really good because the, the breakdown was really complicated. There was um, a, a lift that people had to faff around and, and get through. But but the traders were actually pretty chilled when they were, were getting out because people kept coming up to them and giving them money, which um, which really, really helps it go, help the breakdown go a little bit more smoothly. I think that was quite neat. So very pleased with that one. 
Yeah, no, that, that was really good. So yeah. I enjoyed the two format. That was good as always. Mm -hmm. I love that difference and everything. Yeah, that crazy, crazy mix. That again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what what armies have you used then over the um, over the what? period? What's what's the ones that have spun out for you? So, being the worlds, I took my feudal Spanish up. Mm. We've talked about the three D printing. I'm madly interested in those reconquistas. Yeah. Work out who actually makes them and you know how you get the damn things. So yeah. that's something projects. Would you try some in fifteen mil? Are you thinking? No, no. I no. do it in twenty five mil. Twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even though paying the expense, they are expensive. Yeah. But yeah. That, that'll settle down. It's it's, it's yeah. fucking weird that they're printed on, sold on Etsy, and there's a whole load of weird things. I think that. it's um, I think the company who do them now is Iron Gate. Oh, um, yeah, because they had they had the stand at BrickCon, so that's um, I, that's where I saw them. It used to be someone else. I don't know if the other ones still do it, but um, Iron Gate, I think, is definitely the company who do them. No, um, I had a chat with them at BrickCon, and they said that the. The, the designer is going to make some right uh, some more well, all oh, so. right okay yeah but yeah that, no no so yeah i used the spanish at britcon uh sorry rome because it was rome and it was the world yep, yep. i won the first three games lost to javier who ended up losing to pete in the final but that's yep. i felt pretty close on that yeah but then since then i've i've tried to like you i've tried to sort of use different armies Hmm. All the one day um, competitions, I've had some sort of, I've used some strange armies. Right. Okay. Um, and then, well, so we did campaign. You did campaign recently as well, didn't you? Yeah. In yeah, Kings. First time in forever, that one, because that was one of the first ones to be cancelled, wasn't it? I think way yes. back when. Yeah. yeah. Uh, campaign was really good. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, didn't have great results, but didn't do too <laughs> badly. Yeah. Slightly funky army took a, micro command of light horse javelin with a light horse general and that was fun to do mm. something really strange and a bit wacky yeah people must have looked at you gone out with that it's like what's it supposed to do yeah and then we've yeah. got a very packed winter haven't we this coming yeah it's coming up isn't it well going into the new year but i, I guess that'll be um we, we'll talk about that after the quiz i guess that's when um when that one comes through okay this means war Andy, what about you? Are you still doing your regular weekly um, online games with with Dave from the States? Yeah, or... I am. In fact, we, we've actually done some uh, Renaissance games using the ADLGR okay. as well as doing some of the Ancients. And that's, yeah. that's worked well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's some Renaissance um, files in that, um, whatever it's called, online. Yeah, so we've done you know, like, yeah. um, Italian Wars of Religion. Hmm. And the, we're going through a series of games with strategists. We're up to the... 17th century the last one i think we did was swedes against poles um, well you'll have to tell us who you think is the best army with a strategist involved then because i think we've all got to take one to um to competition early in the new year and i suspect uh, we're all still scratching well, Renee, Renee, army with pole no no um, no just ancient armies with strategists if you've got uh, uh, any advice yeah, on which ones work yeah. um yeah in, okay. in terms of competitions i've been to a couple of the uh, one day is um, for the Southern League, mm. um, and uh, I went to campaign, and um, I was in a team called Nice Guys Sometimes Win. Yeah, and out of fifteen 
games we played, we didn't win one. <laughs> Between all, all how many, three of you in a team? Well, three of us in a team, that's right. Um, that's uh, spectacular. We were, we were haunted by Clive the whole weekend. It was, yeah. Um, um, we, let's just say there were six teams taking part. Yep. We finished sixth. The team yep. that finished fifth had twice as many points as we did. Oh, my God. You were really... So what would... What's, so I don't even ask what army you used. Are we, cause campaign has I, really I used, tight I, themes, I used Kingdom it? of Sicily. So campaign um, has really tight themes. There's only yes. three or four armies allowed. So were you all using the wrong army, or did you just well um, come up against people who could use I that army better? Possibly. I mean... Uh, uh, were there a lot Stephen, of Stephen, Stephen was using triumvirate Romans. There was at yep. least one other triumvirate Roman in that uh, right. okay. uh, theme. I, I think yep. Ian Mackay used them. And I think yep. he, uh, he did very well, I think, yeah. Paul Frith used the uh, Arab Conquest. And I know right. there was at least the yep. Simon had Arab Conquest. <laughs> yes. There might have been a, we know yep. there were three Arab Conquest armies right. in that okay. theme. Um, and then in the Third Crusade theme, I used uh, Kingdom of Sicily. Which is not uh, a bad list, is it, really? Not known for being terrible. <laughs> well, it, it, it is when you're up against shooting horses run around you. And um, oh right, okay. So you got the um the, the what Battle of Hattin experience several times. Uh, in something row. like that. Yes. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's not yeah, quite as much was, fun. Yeah. I was absolutely hammered. I mean, it was uh, it was frust- it was frustrating. I mean, um, yeah. bad dice outplayed a yeah. lot of the time, and it was just I got two draws, which okay. is better than either my teammates got. But uh, right. you know, not. Not not my finest hour, but uh, no. we're we're um, dusting ourselves off and we're turning up for the BHGS challenge yep. and uh, the teams, yeah, teams. Sorry, teams not the challenge, weeks. yeah. But Selwig, and, isn't it? Because Selwig's yeah, Selwig's now in North London and we're running a competition next to it for the first time as well. That's right. Yes, it's a teams so, event. Yeah. So, so yeah, so if you're at Selwig, come and um, come and look at us on the balcony. There'll be um, say hello, say hello. Yeah, we'll all yeah. we'll all be there. Um, and and the good news is, do any worse? We did it. The only way is up. Yes, in, well, possibly, or, or staying the same, maybe. <laughs> so, is it the same team coming back for for more punishment? It's the same. It's the same team coming back for more. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Oh, well, that'll be good then. Good. So, um, so I think that does that bring it right to me, doesn't it? Um, since May, so I think everybody's covered some of the events really. I think, um, yeah, Rome was great, wasn't it? It was just the Italians had done a really, really good job of trying to make it a well succeeding in making it kind of a professional competition but not not in a kind of banky way um if i'm saying professional i mean the organization was was absolutely top-notch we were in a, a hotel that i guess they must have negotiated in the depths of covid to get a good um a good rate out of and it was uh it's crown plaza out near actually not particularly near the airport but in a a nice-ish area of rome and um everybody was staying in the same hotel pretty much um it was a well air conditioned room. Everything, all the boards and the mats were supplied. All the terrain was supplied. It was really, really slickly done. And yeah, being able to finish games early, and then go sit by a swimming pool and have a beer by the pool was um, was the future, I think, of um, of war games events. And there were like eighty odd people there from I'm trying to think which countries. So there was Britain, um, Belgians, okay. Italians, Spaniards. We know Portuguese. Maybe one French. There's a couple of French Americans. Americans. There was a Kiwi. Um, I think. Yeah. Then, then yes. Um, there was a Swiss, Swiss guy. Um, so we had probably better Swedes part of as well. Yes, we had. <coughs> a in there. 
yeah, eight or nine different countries. We yeah, had, the um, whole world there really, wasn't it? Which is grand. Yeah. And um, and it was just a really nice competition. I think I took the um, Kurasanians that I'd taken a couple of years before because it's got cause it's a two list competition and there's two two decently different options. And um, I think I struck I struggled in the first game because I did have um, dice wind incoming. I had some of the worst pip dice that um, you know even now from june i can still remember it in one particular game i think <laughs> I, I seven or eight turns and i don't think my pip dice got more than six in total in aggregate in any of those turns which hampered my ability you telling me about how bad they were you yeah, you know, you, it was one way your opponent um, apologizes but but i think the highlight for me later in the competition was was burying my dave allen hoodoo um by beating him in um, in the fifth round or something like that and then and then coming up short against a, a Spanish player in the, the sixth round as well. But there was a really interesting mix of different armies. It's when you play people from different countries and different, completely different metas. It's like, you know, one guy was using a really effective 100 Years War um, English army with the strategist and just with the proper foot. And it was like, this this shouldn't be an effective army. It should be a bit, you know, and it would it really worked and you just go ah that does work if you use it like that so i thought it was really really good for for that and then we had some great food um even when we managed to get off campus and, and go to some things i think great pizza on the last night um you know a little local really tratatoria um blisteringly hot and just a really really good good session um <clears throat> i think a week later we were all in birmingham um weren't we um was it a week or two later we were in birmingham at the two games weeks. expo two weeks yeah. later in games expo and that was a good one got a 25 mil army out that um i was a little bit distracted that weekend but i still put some of my 25 mil arabs on table which was good um BritCon, obviously i was running around behind the scenes doing um doing the cat herding um for that one but but that was great with nearly 350 people taking part which was a huge huge uptick on the previous shows and um i think there should be something coming out in one of the war games magazines quite soon they came around because they're based in nottingham is it miniature war games and um had a chat to me and kevin in the in the organizing bunker so and took a load of photos so i think it may be the next edition or the the imminently coming up one may have um pictures of me and kevin pretending that we're doing something on a computer like posed like you know whatever so um if if it doesn't look very natural it's because it's not very natural um it will be the, the thing to look out for on that and then um then after that um yeah we well i we did a one day uh, one of the one days in reading where i um it was the rust themed one it was the opponents and armies and enemies of the rust which kind of <coughs> incorporated enough Byzantines that everybody took Byzantines. And I was the only person to take the Russ because the Russ is a bit boring and it's all spear and, and that doesn't work particularly well. And um, it worked really well because everybody else had Byzantines. And um, I ended up um, winning that one, which first time in quite a long time to do that well. And actually, yeah, that's one of the other things I painted. I, I got a Viking longhouse from the resin buildings range that goes with forged in battle stuff so um i have painted that up i've not put any photos of it up yet it's 
it's a bit of black and dry brush and dry brush and dry brush and it, it looks quite cool um <clears throat> and then more recently i did the teams competition in lisbon which isn't the world teams really it's just a lisbon adlg group organizer team event with four players in in effectively i think there's like a biblical one there's roman classical then there's dark ages and then there's medieval um, pools and you play against other teams and again that was just so international they had 96 people that's turning into the world's team that's turning into the world. <laughs> but actually i but i think in some ways it's really important that it isn't the yeah. world's because because it's not um it's not national teams it's not because all the nonsense that when they used to be the worlds in dbm that yeah. had to qualify and all it's just yeah. bollocks this is like any four people can just gang together and be a team and you go because lisbon is um is easy to get to and it's cheap and it's still warm in september and and you play in a museum um, and also more importantly they have really good wine and really good port. <laughs> really good port and wine and um so you know really the things i remember about that as other than um some of the games and managing to put the the persian siege tower on the table in serious competition was um you know we as us and the a lot of the americans and the kiwis um we're all sat outside till very very late in the evening eating and drinking and going to a port bar and and traveling around um in every taxi ride cost six euros wherever you went cost six euros up and down and it was just a really, really nice weekend with five games in it against the usual, well, an unusual mix of people that you'd not normally see. And I think there were two teams, two teams with Brits in, something like that, two and a half out of 24. So one team of Americans, one team of other colonials. So it's kind of 20 teams of French, Belgian, Italian, Portuguese, Spanish. It's just great, really international. Good the Americans came over. Lisbon, bizarrely, is actually closer to fly from the west coast, sorry, the east coast of the States than yeah. almost anywhere else because it's quite far out into the Atlantic. Um, so I think there was one guy, he said he'd driven further, where it taken him longer to drive to the airport than it taken him to fly from America to Lisbon, <laughs> which, um, you know, is, is a statement about America as much as anything else. So so I think it was a great one. Might be a comment on his driving. Yes, it might be a comment on his driving as well. So, so I think on um, on on that note, that I think concludes the the world of gaming, which must mean then we're um, we're in that strange that strange competitive thing of trying to remember what Andy's quiz was last time and if we gave the answers last time or not. So let's let's roll the music. some sort of strange naval question it was always a strange naval question we wasn't it gazing at our naval <laughs> no yes, no no, we, no that was the one before the, the one last time was the eurovision siege contest oh yeah oh, god wow yes okay right just to remind you uh, the question was which eurovision song contest venue was besieged in the following years so 1187 um jerusalem yep 1382. What year? 1382. Prague or something? No. Um, Paris. 
Moscow. Moscow, okay. 1529. Right, okay. 15, 15. 29. They never held it in the hospital as temple in um, Cyprus or something. 29 sounds like somewhere in... No, they were kicked out by 1522 anyway. 1529. Uh, Vienna. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> 17, <laughs> right, 1717. 1717. Yes. Well, who was at war then? Well, if you knew the answer, then you might oh, yeah. Oh. Um, Dublin? No? No. Oh, Grade is the answer. Oh, uh, well, great. Okay. And 1936. It's got to be somewhere in Spain, hasn't it? That was the only place that was fighting then, wasn't it? No, Spain, uh, Barcelona. Madrid. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right. So that was uh, the answer to last last quizzes. And on with this week's questions. Just about to ask, surely they didn't have the European, so the, the um, Eurovision Song Contest in 1936, and then I realized they didn't have a. <laughs> no, Dave, Dave, I'll give you a clue. The Song Contest and the Siege weren't in the same year. Right. <laughs> but obviously they had it in 1717. Yes. I was, I was thinking yes. more about the well, 11, 1187. Yeah, Daniel O'Donnell won that one, didn't he? Yeah. 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 King Richard's minstrels were entering a song for the competition. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Very, very disappointing with the English bit bias, you know. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Right. So on with um on with this week's questions. Right. Then, so so the theme for this week's question is Good King Charles. Nice, nicely topical. Okay. So, first question. Which country's King Charles XII suffered a major defeat at Poltava in modern-day Ukraine in 1709 and was detained for three years by the Ottoman Sultan? Oh, you wouldn't want to be detained by your Ottoman Sultan, would you, for three years? That would be painful. Well, that's question yeah. one. Yep, OK. And so is, is either the King of Russia, Sweden or Poland? OK, we'll, um, we'll have a think about that. Yep. OK. So, yep. no, it's not all of the above. <laughs> We'll give you that one for free. Yeah. None of the answers today, this week, are all of the above, right? Okay. Question two. After the Vikings of the ninth century captured Paris, which Carolingian king had to pay them a ransom to get them to hand back Paris? Was it okay. Charles the Bald, Charles the Simple, or Charles the Fat? Right. Okay. Which um, which dodgy Charlie is it? Yep. Okay. Right. And question three. Which nation captured the Royal Navy warship Royal Charles and turned it into a tourist attraction in their home country. Right. Was, was it the Netherlands, France, or Spain? Okay, so who's the, um, the cheeky Charlie, so to speak, um, on that one? Right, well, look, um, I won't necessarily say next week we'll be back, but but within the foreseeable future, we'll bring you the answer to these when we return with um, Andy's quiz for another week. I saw um, the comic on the, the weekend of um, the um, Queen's death or something. They cancelled this Friday night, but did the Saturday, the Saturday night one. And one of the things he said, um, 
it's a good job that um you know they managed to actually get the elizabeth line finished and, and named because otherwise there'd be a big line of charlie going straight through london ending up in Essex, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been not quite him not quite the right sort of thing um, um yeah enough of that text that to some people right yeah. Yeah. yes exactly yeah see um, i'm writing uh writing on chuck in the middle of the evening yes indeed um so so what do we do? so then we've um we've we've remembered the quiz it's a miracle and um and we've remembered the music too so what we now do as we're wrapping up is to look at what's coming up in the next few weeks and months so simon what's what's first for you or what's coming up gaming for you Going for me, um, getting ready for Selwig. So I'll be going into the 25 mil period of any army, but has to have at least one elephant. So absolute sheer panic because I don't have any elephants yet. So that's a minor um, technical problem, but nothing that can't be resolved. Um, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to painting some random 10 mil figures. And then getting ready for warfare in November, which is quite scary, being it's only basically a month and a half away. So off to sunny Farnborough, which um, I think we're all discovering is a little bit awkward to get to, but um, hopefully more people will pull their finger out and get into the competition. Yeah, I think we're, we're having to organise um, multiple cars, aren't we? Because the, mm. the trains just don't really connect particularly well to get there for a, for a reasonable start. So, But probably means a very big curry with everybody staying together. It'd be like being abroad, really, yeah. in a strange way. I mean, that'd be quite well. good. Yeah, and then, um, as I mentioned, um, got the ADLG Renaissance competition on the twenty seventh mm. of November. So, um, okay, as I'm organising and refereeing that, I actually have to know what I'm doing. All uh, right, and what, what's on the um, the future painting pile then for the next few weeks? Uh, future painting pile is more Arabs because you you can never have too many um, camels. Mm. Um, then I'm going to um, that ten mil fantasy army that I mentioned, the three D printed resin one. Yeah, um, give that a crack. So, um, see well, how that'll be, be interesting because I think their um, their horses look really good, um, mm. really nice the mounted ones, but they're stuck together in Warmaster kind of horse thing, aren't they? With the, uh, uh, the 20 by 40 instead of the 40 by 20. Yeah. So, I always wonder if do the, is there any chance of those horses coming apart or are they just pose so they're just a single piece and you could they can never be split asunder i might even cut up some wallmaster horses into 20 mil bases no but i think that they're cast as like two horses in line or four horses in line or something i think from the 3d printed ones i don't think you've got a chance no. i was looking at um the skeleton army i've got the bowmen i've done that so they're about uh, 20 mil wide uh, yeah. 30 mil deep yeah, and just trying to look at the options. The basing itself is actually molded together with yeah. the inside, and I think the amount of damage no I would do to try to split them apart is just not yeah. going to work. So yeah. it is what it is. But so I guess you, if you did, were desperate to try and make a ten mil army, you could buy two bases and glue them together. So and that'd yeah. just be it. But they'd be deeper than normal. But who cares? It wouldn't be a thing. But I'm good. What I'm doing with the Tim Army is Andy and I are playing, just mucking around with trying to convert or add to ADLG a little bit of fantasy so we can play yep. all massive figures. Yeah. And being they're all 40 mil frontage, yeah. it blends into ADLG really easy. Yeah. So in my view, like you know, people have seen my 25 mil armies, a few of them have got quite deep bases because yep. you know, especially the Knights, they just don't fit on. Yeah. The depth 
which is the nice thing about ADLG. Mm. Models are deeper. You just use a one UD marker, so it just allows yeah. you to put in bigger toys on a bigger base. And people just, I've not found anyone who gets really stressed. It's like, no, it makes no odds, doesn't it? Yeah, done, move on. So, yeah. um, okay. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see how um, how you survive cutting out the internal supports from the rib cages of ten mil skeletons. That sounds like a, a, a fate worse than I was going for fate worse than death. Ta-da. Um, so, so Dave, what about you? What's once you finish doing this massive commission and then you've got some gaming yeah. coming up? Um, um, finish that, then I've restocked the lead pile. Really? What with? Well, I've kind of, I've kind of run the lead pile down. I, I'm not like your average war gamer, where I actually, because I paint all my own toys, I actually do manage to control mm. what I have in the lead pile. So, I, I like to, I like to have an entire army to paint in one. So, I've, I've bought a forged in battle Viking army. Okay. Really right. Do you, do you choose the bits yourself, or was it one they actually already do? No, no, I, I, I like other people here, like Simon. I bought they, they did they did a twenty percent off. Oh, okay, right, and it's very hard to ignore that. Yep. Um, and so what I've done is I've basically stocked up for the winter. Mm, okay. Yeah, dark months of this, so that will be Viking. This year will be Vikings. Yep. And they, they've got a really nice bag of Viking raiders. Okay. With clutching geese and things and. Box. Yeah, so that that's going to be my project for this winter. Yeah, um, but then I was on. I keep a tab on eBay. Mm. And somebody, I look at the AB miniatures, and somebody was selling a whole load of um, German Napoleonics cheap, and I went, "Oh, oh my god, what from AB? Bloody hell!" I need to turn my odds troops for my French into a, a whole division. Yeah. And it was almost exactly what I needed. Oh, two. wow. Okay. And I went, and that was cheap and very nice. So they're in a drawer. Because yeah. hmm. I've, 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 I've got my third Bisley cabinet. I've hit, hit the hit button. The three. Yeah. So now, where I was overflowing, I've now got a third Bisley. And that gives me actual drawers to put the lead mountain into. Right. Okay. So it consolidated all out of the way of um, I think normal life. War game. You've got to have a, a, a set of OCD. Yeah. You know. So I've gone from the point of going right. That's. So I've now got armies in drawers. Yeah. But now I've also got my lead mountain in drawers. Okay. That's good. Have you have you written on the front of the drawers what the lead mountain stuff is? Yeah. And, and the new cabinet is looks a bit cleaner than the old cabinets yeah all right okay swapping the drawers around is a bit of a weird one as well but no okay. no so that is definitely the last mm. busy cabinet yeah and then yeah. actually we, i think we've been talking as well about the competition pile up fixture pile up early next year yeah. it's yeah. like january and february suddenly just yeah. got a thousand different potential events almost it's even going to tax dave allen isn't it really well, Dave, Dave will have a go. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> he'll have a go. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he's done so many international competitions. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. He's just been in Athens, isn't he? Yeah, he's just done Athens. Yeah. Which I was really jealous of. But yeah. then, yeah. But I think January, we've got there's, still in there's the Burton, Plymouth, Valley uh, County, and something else, isn't there? It's Bournemouth, isn't it? Bournemouth, Bournemouth as well. Beachhead. Beachhead. In February. 
that's like four in about five weeks or something. It's just brutal. Anti, we've books. Yeah, we're going on a bit of a road trip, which is yep. definitely the way to do this. Yeah. Um, Plymouth might have to go west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's um, twenty-five mil one. So that's um, I definitely want to do Burton Love Burton, yeah. and because Richard wants to go and do that, Richard doesn't yeah. get the competition. Yeah. Um, Beachhead, I want to do because we want to support Adam. Yep. And it's beach good. is really good. And, and my mother's moving to Bournemouth. So, yeah, so that wins as well. Yeah. Lots of things all being done at the same time. Yep. That's good. Uh, yeah. No, the calendar, I mean, I found this year hmm. there's a bit of a fixture pile up going into June with the World Worlds and that. Yeah. And then it got quieter in July. And it was actually quite a relief to have a bit of a rest. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cover your mojo. Yeah. Because you can do too much of this. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, it's true. Do too much of this. Yeah. Don't let Ruth hear you say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, doing three competitions in one month. I mean, I live alone and you just realise there's no food in the fridge. No. You, to get to <laughs> you haven't been there. You've not been, you've not been available. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the Vikings do because that's an army that can either come together really quickly or... Um, no, or that's, that's going to be a slow... That's going to be slow. Do it fancy. Painting up prettily and scotty shields. Okay. So Tamsin, are you are you 3D printing something that's going to take you a month to paint as we speak? Or um What's what's the next uh, couple of my three D three D printing lots of little little mm. bits for mm. sort of sci fi terrain ad, sort of adornment. Yeah. Okay. So, so if so, so if we bought some STL, I'm I'm using words I don't. I'm just stringing nonsense have bought, together. Have you bought or downloaded free some STLs? Yeah. STL files. Yeah. I. That might be an interesting thing to do to. To, yeah, to, for I, us all to have a go at um not obviously pressing the button you do the button pressing and then we all paint them oh. and we can all just go why don't we just ask tamsin to paint them properly because all ours look shit <laughs> um you know that we could do that have a sort of oh dear we're not as good as um yeah that, that session which yeah might be if fun. you got if you got stuff that, that you yeah i, well, I, I might have to dig around that and see what i just get in touch let me uh, and yeah. i'll see yeah any requests or something like that yeah we'll, yeah. we'll see what i can do about printing it I can just see a whole bunch of emails being sent to Tamsin. Yeah. Hi, Tamsin. Yeah. I've got these 400 files. <laughs> no, but I think if we just like got one thing that we all kind of fancied and tried it in different scales or something, mm. whether that would actually work, it would just be intriguing to see how that might um, that might yeah. pan out, possibly. I think so. Yeah. Bear in mind, I, it's better for things like terrain and ve yeah. terrain vehicles. Right. OK. So you're saying um, if we got like fancy um, little figures, organic. They'll, just, they'll all look a little bit shit um okay yeah, it depends i yeah. can't i it depends on 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 if it's figures yeah i'll see what i if you've got see a file yeah send it to me we'll have a look i'll, print it, I'll, I'll have a go printing it different yeah. scales see how see it, if it works out. okay that could be an intriguing one all right and um and other than that so it's just you're going to be printing and painting and there's going to be much more building yeah, i've got a, probably got about another week left week or so left on the ss okay and then um, I use support options, jump off points to yep. do for them, and I 
probably will order a few more support options. For yeah, because you always do need them, don't you? There's always more support. Yeah, so options. That, I not for not bits that that would be for art that we used Arnhem, but which yeah. would fit in with late late war. Late war thing. Okay. Yeah. So it, they can be used against yeah. Russians or yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a king tiger, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of vehicles which I started painting and just hit a, hit a bit of a block on. Right. Okay. So they've gone into into a drawer. Right, and then they'll come back out when the um, when it's good weather out. for spraying or something like that, with the window open uh, before it gets too cold. Okay. Um, so Andy, then what have, what have you got coming up competition wise and, and events wise and well painting wise as well over the next few months? Uh, well, painting wise is just uh, that that medium infantry stuff I bought from Forged and Battle <laughs> to flesh out. Uh, a few of the armies I've got. Yeah, um, Dave, the Vikings are lovely to paint. I really enjoyed painting them. They're really mm. nicely sculpted figures. And it was the army I first got during lockdown and had a lot of fun doing it. Mm. So, and your painting is better than mine, so you'll make a great job of it. Um, ga uh, Gaming-wise, I've got um, the Teams event coming up in October. Uh, we've got the um, Clive Memorial one in end of November mm. for... Um, renaissance and simon and i having a practice for that tomorrow all being well and uh then brixham mm -hmm. and um then it's kind of end of the year but so you've not you've not dared look beyond that yet well i have dared look beyond yeah. that um i've um i'm tentatively doing um burton and bournemouth okay all right that's um, not that gets you into the, the first part of the year yeah, and, and have you got anything on the painting pile, or are you just going to need to be inspired at um, at one of the two shows that we're both going to be at in, in the next month or so? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I won't be able to go to uh, Warfare at all. Um, okay, but um, I, I shall, I, sh I shall go to um, uh, Selwig with a view to. Well, I, I might get tempted to buy something yeah. and uh, start painting it. But at the moment, I've got no big projects in mind. Okay. All right, nothing coming up. Um, well, certainly from from my point of view, I guess yeah, it's it's the BHGS teams at Selwig, um, which would be nice because Selwig's a nice show to go and support. Um, it'll be going down to Warfare, and then a few weeks later down in Brixham with some some pre Christmas fish and chips for that one. I think um, in the new year it is a fixture pile up. I think I'm I'm tempted to take the twenty eight mil stuff down to Plymouth. And then do Alicante as well, um, which may mean, and then Bournemouth, which may mean that um, Burton has to take a back seat this year. But there's just so many to do, isn't there? It's just bloody frightening, really, um, that, that trying to fit them all in. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. It depends what um, <clears throat> what else is going on. I think at some point it's it's hoping that some of the um, what would be good if we'd be some of the French and and other international events. Um, had a bit more notice on them because I don't know you've you've I seem to find that there's stuff like um events in Italy or Greece or that they announce with or particularly France with quite short notice and then it's difficult to kind of plan it in but it would be really good to get over to France um at some point and um and do an event there because that feels like a place that we've missed for a while and I did yeah. notice though that the 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 number of teams taking part in Milton Keynes and also announced so far for um the teams event at selwick are fairly small i'm just wondering is there something going on that yeah well i think for the um the teams event there's another there's so many events now there's another event taking place in york 
that's got 28 players the same weekend. So the cell week weekend, there's something like 44, 50 people playing ADLG somewhere that weekend. I think campaign, two teams dropped out um, fairly late on. So there should have been eight teams. And with it being reorganized into September and, and you know, and fairly late um, publicity for it, I think there should have been eight teams, it, it, but just two fell out. And it's it's just, I think there'll be more next time when it's in May. Um, or presuming it is going to go back to May. I don't know if they said anything about that. I'm just yeah, they they um they suggest they hinted there was going to be uh, in May. They just all right, good. The, That'll the, be a bit uh, easier then. That'll just fit more naturally into the <laughs> uh, into the schedule. And then I think painting wise, I've got um was I say some of the things I talked about before need to be finished off. And then I'm going to have to bite the bullet on either starting um the 15 mil Spartacus army that I've had for about four years ready to paint or starting 28 mil Macedonian successors, which is a possibly a bigger project and requires a lot more outdoor spraying. Um, so it may depend on the weather. I might just bite the bullet and go Spartacus um, and, and get that done, but not with a view to um, taking it to Alicante in the um, strategist theme competition because I've taken one of those armies to Alicante before and um, and I don't fancy taking another one to a competition that's probably going to have loads of late medieval armies in that will just crunch it. I think it's very much in period um, that, that it could be be more entertaining, but I'm sure someone will take a, a Spartacus army to that one because Alicante's got 60 people so far, or is it now 70? 60, yeah. Yeah. Be. It's it's just, got, so I think it's getting up to 70 people. They've, they've had to yeah. you know, cap the numbers because we've yeah. managed to fill up all the halls. I know. 70 is like more people than... Finding, finding, it's, it's thinking it's going to be difficult to find the right size of place to play the competition. I think it probably is, but it's like 70 is like more than play most other rule sets like in Europe. And this is just going to be a singles competition in Alicante at the end of January. It's going to be like completely bonkers. Basement of that. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The basement of someone's apartment block isn't necessarily yeah. going to cut it anymore, is it? It's going to have to be be a bit more substantial than that. So, so yeah. So there's there's kind of a busy, busy first first few months, and whether um whether I actually do manage to finish off the Spanish cavalry, what I'm looking at here, some some actually some 15 mil injured people. I've got these markers. I've got these yeah um African nations. Or there's loads of armies I've still got to use as well. Um, taking different ones to to warfare i think warfare is going to be something i've never used both the armies i would take to brick brixham would be ones i've never used um the teams thing will be something i've never used so alicante should be something i've never used as well so it's going to be busy there's going to be a lot of new stuff and um what we've got to do is try and start fitting in some time for some more podcasts to talk about it now the nights are closing in and we're probably doing more painting so i think on um on that note on just a shade under two hours, which is not bad for us. Yeah. We will, we would love you leave you and um, enjoy painting, and um, <laughs> we will try and come back when uh, within a time frame by which you can still remember what Andy's quiz questions were. That's the objective, really, isn't it? So, for me and for everybody, goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.
Right, so we've got enough. Would you want me nearer the mic? No, no, that's good. We've got to remember yeah, how we can hear you. Okay. Haven't we? This was, um, in fact, God, when was the last bloody time we did this? Let me just May. May. Back the end of May. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Since then, we've um, had um, lost the PM. We've blown our economy. Yeah. Up. May the twelfth. Yeah. Carry on my arc and nuts. That's when we talk about the rope here. So actually, the last one we did has been downloaded 417 times. Gosh. Um, which is all right. Um, so people must be desperate for these things. Um, <laughs> oh, a lot well, of the other ones. Downloaded it 417 times. Yes, exactly. 